Chairwoman Ledger Fernandez, Ranking Member Obernolte, and members of the subcommittee. Thank you for the opportunity to testify on HR 8115, which would include tribal governments as eligible entities under the Recreation and Public Purpose Act. First, I would like to express my sincere appreciation to our Congressman, Doug LaMalfa, for introducing this bill, and to our Senator, Alex Padilla, for introducing the companion bill in the Senate. This simple bipartisan fix will help create parity between tribal nations and other governmental entities for the purposes of the act so that tribal governments can participate in the program in the same way that states, localities, and nonprofit organizations can. The Recreation and Public Purpose Act, also called the RMPP, authorizes the Secretary of the Interior to sell or lease public lands for recreational and or public purposes to state and local governments and to qualifying nonprofits. For almost 70 years, this law has allowed these entities to buy and lease public lands <clears throat> to be used for public purposes, often at a large discount. For example, under this law, Land may be permanently conveyed to state and local governments at no cost when the land is used for recreational or historical monument purposes. For other uses serving the general public and where state and local government will control and use the land for governmental purposes, such as parks, social services, and administrative service building. These entities may lease or purchase land at nominal rates. Currently, tribes are mistakenly left out of this law, so tribes not able to acquire land from the Department of the Interior through this process to provide for these socially beneficial, recreational, or public uses. This can also mean that a tribe that is best suited to protect and or interpret sensitive cultural and historical sites that are within the tribe's ancestral homelands has no role in the disposition of such lands if they come up for transfer. It is time to correct this oversight the omission of Indian tribes from the list of qualifying applicants under the RMPP has no clear policy rationale and appears to be an oversight, but one with unintended negative consequences. Since the RMPP's passage in 1926 and subsequent revision in 1954, Congress has continually acknowledged and strengthened tribal sovereignty and self-determination. Under the Indian Self-Determination and Education Assistance Act, Congress gave Indian tribes the right to acquire excess and surplus property of federal agencies. Just as Indian tribes are able to assume responsibility for federal programs and excess and surplus property under ISDAA, the tribes should be afforded the same opportunities as state and local governments to buy and lease public lands for the public and recreational purposes. The Bureau of Land Management and the DOI has identified a list of lands across 18 states that are potentially available or disposal under the RMPP. RMPP grantees hold the land in fee status. However, the RMPP imposes two key restrictions on grantees' use of the land. First, title of the land cannot be transferred except to another eligible entity and with the secretary's approval. Second, entities cannot change the use of the land beyond the original recreation and or public purpose without secretary's consent. The Susanville Indian Rancheria this legislative fix would allow DOI to transfer to the tribe a parcel of property that Chico State Enterprises currently has in its possession. The tribe has deep cultural, historical, and geographic connection to this land. And in accordance with this program, we are planning to use this site for cultural and recreational purposes only. The local community was given the opportunity to purchase this land 
but only the Susanville Indian Rancheria was interested. Yet we cannot assume responsibility for the property because tribes are not included among eligible entities when the original statute was enacted. DOI has provided input in crafting this legislation and is non-controversial and bipartisan. This legislation is also supported by National Congress of American Indians and the Northern California Tribal Chairman's Association. Again, thank you for holding this meeting today and for your support of HR 8115. I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank, thank, you. thank you, Sarah, very much for your testimony. And finally, the chair would now like, like to recognize the Honorable Jared Michael Erickson, who is chairman of the Confederate Tribes of the Colville Reservation.